Um, about to talk to Tao. He about to call me in a second. Um, this has been a long time coming. I've been reading Tao's books for super long. We've been talking about talking for a minute. Um, here we go. Yo, Tao, how's it going? Hi, Sean. How are you? I'm all right. Um, what's been good with you? What, what have you been doing today? Today, I've just been working on my autism essay more. Nice. I tweaked it a little and sent in a draft for the editor to look over and give me his edits on. What about you? Nice. Um, yeah, I've just been sitting in this chair. Um, I finished that uh, Chalice and the Blade like 30 minutes ago. The Blade? What did you say? I said I, I finished the Chalice and the Blade like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, okay. I only heard Blade. I thought you were talking about something else, but yeah. that's true. I'm glad you read it. What did you think of it? Um, it was wild. It was wild. I was kind of going back and forth reading like um reading your the notes i had from your from reading your book last summer and then uh reading parts of it um yeah no i, I had a, i had a lot of thoughts um man this is this is crazy though it's sick to sick to finally been talking to you it's been a long time coming yeah we've been planning this for a long time how has it been with your book, by the way? It's been out for like six months now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it was funny. I was looking at all my camera roll because I was reading the PDF. So I was looking at the camera roll from like a year ago. And your book's about to be a year. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been our, it's been our, it's been all right, kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> um, but dang, uh, oh yeah, I got actually, oh yeah, I got distracted, I, I just thought of something. I was looking over my notes from, um, I might have told you this before, but I was looking over my notes from, uh, last year, and I, I had screenshotted the autism part, and, uh, did I tell you my, I think I told you in my email, like, all through high school, my mom like, I was, like, was convinced I had, like, leaky gut. And I was doing, like, the leaky gut diet all through high school. Nice. Yeah, I think I have a leaky gut. Yeah? I have this autoimmune disease where whenever I have a leaky gut, if I eat certain things, particles of it, like, go into my body and then my body attacks my collagen and I get back in shape and pain. Dang. What food? What is, what is your autoimmune disorder? The skin one? Yeah, it was just like, it was just like extreme eczema. Mm. And I would just get like really itchy and like never, and like not be able to sleep. And I would just like stay up all night, like scratching myself. Um, it sounds 
yeah, it was shitty. Um, but it's probably, I don't know what it stems, it, like, my uncle had the same thing. He still does. Um, so it could be genetic, I don't know. Do you um, still get itchy? Um, I'm on, yeah, I'm on this, like, new medicine, and then, um, if I eat too much sugar or drink too much, I get inflamed. But, uh, yeah, I think sugar is the biggest thing. Like, I stopped eating sugar completely. Except for fruit, a lot of fruit. Yeah, when I eat certain things, I also get itchy. I used to get itchy, like, on my legs and stomach. Yeah. And arms, but now it's just my crotch. Dang. My penis and balls, I get itchy, and it's really Dang. distracting. Fuck. Dang, do you, uh, crazy, um, do you do, like, any cold stuff, like, cold, cold water stuff? No, I haven't really tried that, besides cold showers. Yeah. But I feel like when I eat really well and I'm aware of what I'm eating, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh. I recently went on a trip down to Miami randomly, um, just like uh, on a whim. That's and I was staying at a place where they had a cold plunge, and then like I was doing that all day. And then now my cold showers like don't feel cold anymore, but I feel like that really helps. Yeah, it seems really good. I watch this guy Liver King on Instagram. Have you heard? Of Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw you post about that just now. Yeah, he seems really good. He does a cold plunge every morning. Dang. Oh, yeah, you yeah. were, um, weren't you talking about eating liver and leaf society? Yeah, I think it's mentioned in there. Like later, I it think, with K. Yeah, it talks about how aborigines really like eating liver. Yeah. But, but that Americans don't eat. Oregon needs that much, even those other countries still do. Yeah. Yeah, Liver King, I heard him on a podcast. He was talking about how liver has peptides that can't be found anywhere else that seem related to, like, feeling good. Dang. Um, have you, do you, do you, do you try eating? Or do you, yeah, you, you have eaten that. Yeah, I try eating liver regularly, beef liver. Dang. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I've also been, yeah, I've been doing a thing where I wait as long as I can before I eat juice. And then I try to eat, like, uh, a lot at once and then, like, get really tired and then do the same thing the next day. That seems to be helping me. That's nice. So you only eat once a day? Or like, I kind of like, yeah, I'll, I'll like ease it, I'll ease into it, but I guess that's, that's a common thing, but I've been, I've been just like, when I do eat my dinner, I just like try to eat a lot. Yeah, that seems good. I, I think I do that to some degree. And I just heard about this guy, this jiu-jitsu world champion. He was on Joe Rogan. And oh, he yeah. was talking about how he only eats once a day at <laughs> dinner. And he eats Bro, that's... 
calories yeah. pizza and pasta. Dude, that's exactly what I heard, bro. That shit was like a funny ass story, but like, I feel like it actually is kind of good. Yeah, yeah. Not to eat pizza and pasta, but necessarily. Yeah, yeah. But the fasting part seems really good. Yeah. I feel like I can't function well when my stomach is processing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. I stopped eating all dairy for a while, but then now I, except for butter, grass-fed butter, but then now recently I've been eating like um, mozzarella, like fresh mozzarella. And it doesn't seem to be messing with me that much. Yeah, I really like cheese. Nice. What's your diet like these days? Like a these days, I eat different fruits. I start eating like two hours after I wake up. Yeah. And I just eat various fruits until dinner time. Nice. Then I eat a meal of like beef, a fermented vegetable, and onions, and liver, and other stuff. Nice. Steamed vegetables. Are you uh, near the water where you live out in Hawaii? Sort of. It's like a five to ten minute drive to the water, and then it's a rocky area. There's not that many beaches on this island. What about you? Mm. It's funny, I was I was looking at, uh, I had more and more notes towards the end of your book because I think I was maybe more, I didn't want it to end or something, but there was just all the plans of like leaving New York City um, and uh, I, yeah, I was feeling that energy I've been feeling that energy of wanting to leave New York City but then I also live really really far out so I feel like as long as I just like feel good about my spot out here and don't and stay here I, I'm kind of like out of the city but I'm like really pretty far south towards Coney Island so it's like a quiet neighborhood it's like quiet um families and stuff nice yeah it seems like farther out from New York City there's so much nature around yeah. More to the north and west, but how's it like where you are? Is it really dense or are there more trees? Um, there's some parks around. It's like kind of like, uh, feels like um, more like kind of like, you ever been like Staten Island or anything? It feels kind of like that. Um, yeah, I've been there once. It's once a, for teaching a class. That's nice then. Yeah. Um, but, um, Dang, are you uh, taking a, or, yeah, it was just crazy. I was just brought back to last summer. Um, I was, uh, I was thinking a lot about my favorite bits from like the Leaf Society and like, um, yeah, I guess when I was reading Chalice and the Blade, like I really liked a lot of um, the ideas of like, um, what the different type of, um, matriarchal societies or, or not matriarchal, cause that, but, uh, kind of like the pre-dominators, the partnership societies, um, 
the things like the implications it had for like creativity and like moving in like a more like mystical or intuitive way. Um, but then I kept having like feelings of like, maybe I was just getting triggered, but I kept having feelings of like, kind of like, but at some point someone, um, they, you know, made a sword, you know, he, that she talks about like the Kurgans, a certain group. And then we're at the point now where people have swords, you know, you know, I kind of go into like this defensive mode of, um, you know, saying like, it has to be like this now or something like that, where that time is gone. But then as I was alternating back and forth between your book and Chalice and the Blade, I was thinking about last summer when I was reading your book a lot and I was kind of in a, I was, yeah, I was in like kind of a lot of pain at the time and I was just reading your book and the the idea you have of like, of awe and like all the emotion and awe and wonder and like all the emotions of all, even say like all the, yeah, one part you say, of all the emotions, that's the one that lowered inflammation levels even. But I had that idea of like something, that seemed to be a connection, the emphasis on awe and wonder between like what she was saying in the book and what and what you saying in your book of like kind of like when you get that fear response you try to pivot your point of view into one of like awe or wonder and then also a lot of times you and Kay say things in the book like I like thinking about imagination as this or I like thinking about dreams as this almost like you can change you can change your headspace depending on what you focus on or how you focus it. Uh, hey, can you, did you, did you lose me on that? Yeah, I, I lost you at how you can focus on something. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I was like, you can change your headspace depending on how you focus your outlook, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting that you felt some fear that, that like it had to be this way. What about her argument that based on her research, like humans were partnership for a really long time. Yeah. And how we've only been this way for a shorter time. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I don't know why I had that reaction sometimes. Um, I think maybe it triggered me um, in thinking that I didn't get, I didn't get, I wasn't triggered by the book. I liked, I liked the book a lot. I just a couple moments I had like that, but I think maybe it was like I, I for a long time I tried to move in like a way where I thought any type of co competitiveness or like um i like her definition of power not not as dominance but as um responsibility i thought that was interesting but i think i lived in a, a way for a while where i felt like anything where i was trying to do gain power was bad and then it like and then it like left me in a bad spot or something so i have like all these systems of like trying to stay okay by like 
setting up tasks for myself and like I don't know keeping like goals and stuff you know but I guess I would say what you what you said about the long time like I guess I would sometimes think like what happened to the Kurgans like what happened to the group that started doing that you know or like were they living in a messed up area or something I don't know yeah, they could have been, had some, like, been toxified by some, like, natural toxic place and... Oh, dang, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, and just started, like, over generations being unwittingly toxified. Yeah. Or it could have been, there's this theory... Or I don't know if it's a theory or not. It's this thing called the Great Year. And it takes around 24,000 years. And people think this cycle... Well, over 24,000 years, the sky at the North Celestial Pole it makes a circle. Like it moves around in one cycle. Okay. And people think it's due to the Earth wobbling. But there's other theories that it's due to the Earth, like, spiraling in a really big 24,000-year spiral through the universe. And then there's a lot of cultures that connect this cycle to higher and lower periods of human development. Whoa. And because, like, in one part of the spiral the Earth might be closer to some area with different electromagnetic properties. And this somehow causes people to descend into what the ancient Indians called Iron Ages. There's four ages they identify. Something like the Kurgans could be part of this cycle. Like... Like how, like how we all have day and night cycles, like this could be a cycle that makes people more like agitated and it turns into violence. Whoa. Yeah. That's it. Do you think, maybe I should just summarize the book really quickly so people know what we're talking about. Yeah, for sure. Okay. The Chalice and the Blade, it was published by... Go <laughs> 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 do it, do it. It was published in 1987. And it, Rianne Eisler wrote about how... Or she argues that humans were peaceful and had gender and other equality and respected nature until around 6,500 years ago. And then she says, basing it on research from Maria Kambutas and others, that just that since 6,500 years ago, we've been in the same dominator mode. And she came up with these terms partnership and dominator and this was a big thing I liked about her book she says that these are the two underlying 
models of society that it's not capitalist or socialist or like secular and non-secular it's partnership and dominator so you can have capitalist societies presumably that are partnership we just happen to be in a dominator one right now and you can also have socialist societies that are partnership or dominator but potentially either system could work she argues right um wait potentially either system partnership or dominator could work no sorry i was unclear i meant either one capitalist or socialist oh either of those could be dominator Mm -hmm. right right yes but we've only had dominator capitalist and socialist society so far right according to her yeah it was interesting there was so many um like my favorite thing was just yeah certain ideas that I didn't know or I had never thought of like the snake initially being like a spiral like a positive feminine symbol of like the spiral um but but she also and then she she talks about this the story the genesis being a um kind of like a bastard or it just changed the meaning um in the genesis story but i wonder if also cuz she i wonder if also we have the potential to be in a better mode now but we're just not living up to it cuz she she t- has a part where she like talks about how um Jesus and the things Jesus taught were of like um forgiveness and turning the other cheek and all these things were kind of like she liked that yeah she's she's really positive about Jesus and what she would view as real Christianity right and she always talks about how it's not just everything becomes dominator it's that there's like resurgences of partnership and it's always a multi-threaded thing happening and she views Jesus as a really big counter-revolutionary yeah history is not linear but it's like cyclical Mm -hmm. yeah and I like how she focuses on how Jesus is partnership yeah that gives a lot of hope since there's so many Christians in the world yeah and I like to think of Jesus as I don't know that much about Christianity but when I learned that people think that Jesus just is God and says the word of God right when I learned that I thought of Jesus as or I just thought of God as having had like a tantrum at first 
Right. Punishing women and like getting expelling people from the the place. Yeah. <laughs> from the garden, dude. Yeah. But then, like fifteen hundred years later, he came back in the form of Jesus and like is spreading love and equality and all these other partnership things. I I tend to think about it um, like the Old Testament is uh, like a paternal uh, God that gives edicts that you're supposed to listen to. I don't I don't know if this is act or I don't know. This is how I always think about it. And then in the New Testament, um, Jesus is like uh, the Son. He's like a model for like a way one. Well, you're supposed to read it kind of like as a model for as a way one could be. Yeah, I like that view of it, too. Yeah. It makes me wonder, though, about Judaism. Like, just how... I often wonder what Christians think of Jews. Hmm. I don't know, it seems hard to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I should just ask Jordan. Yeah, we well, gotta call it. We gotta, we gotta get Jordan on the on the line. Just drop some drop some knowledge on us. We don't even know what we're talking about. Um, um, yeah, I, I mean, wanted to say that in the small chance anyone is ever listening to this, like looking for information to double check whatever I say or. Just look at my published writing because it's hard to remember everything. For sure. Um, yeah, um, but then another thing she said too, I don't want to be all like, I just want to try to be, uh, look at look for optimistic things, was she says that um, in the beginning of chapter 11, she says, uh, uh, ours was to be the modern era. Uh, okay, well, yeah, so like the, 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 the idea behind the current place we're in of like the age of re or like just the enlightenment ideas enlightenment to replace superstition humanism to replace barbarism empirical knowledge to take the place of dogma i don't know there's a couple moments where she kind of says uh it's almost like we're living up we're not yeah we're not living living up to I also kept thinking this was writ when this was written and whether things are different now. But it's not that long ago. Mm-hmm. The um, 1980s. Yeah. I know. Her book, in terms of all her research and stuff, I feel like... <clears throat> I feel like it's been the same information. Like, people knew about Chattel Hilk. This partnership civilization, they found that in the 1960s. Right. But since then, I feel like people have found evidence that there were other civilizations before when the mainstream says agriculture began. Oh, okay. So there could have been like dominator civilizations that got destroyed by natural disasters yeah but her message still seems as useful I right think. right just because 
from agriculture until 6,500 years ago, people seem to have been peaceful and worshiping goddesses. Right. And, yeah, but I know her book, it got a really negative review in the New York Times when it came out. Oh, yeah. It called it, it said it was something about science fiction, just saying, like, it wasn't accurate. Right. And, and then, in the New Yorker review of my book, it called the Chalice and the Blade dubious. <laughs> Dang. And I think the reviewer probably just read the review because the review uses the word dubious. <laughs> Everyone just reads everyone else's reviews and then writes another review. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dang. Dang. Um, yeah. No, I don't mean to be all. I think it's just. I think it's where it's just we're in a kind of funny moment now where. Um. So I guess the eighty-seven. She mentions Reagan a lot. So I guess she was in the Reagan administration. But um, a lot of the. I just think some things are like slippery. Of like, who is. The dominant, <laughs> yeah, who is, yeah, um, who is the authoritarian, who is the, the dominant, you know what I mean, like, um, yeah. it's all like, can you give an example of, like, who, who you would be confused on? Um, well, I guess, like, I don't know if it's a simple... Like, I guess one thing I was thinking was, like, um, a, a couple times it's, like, describing our society as, like, um, or the, uh, yeah, the society, the current state of things is, like, um, like, basically, like, the the men who like most um like dominate and like destroy get the most power you know like um i i don't know that's that's more <laughs> that's more like some jordan peterson stuff where they'd be like well no you that's dominant hierarchy is like you have to be like thoughtful or <laughs> you know what I mean like if you're just being reckless and being dominant to everyone you're not gonna you know what I mean or then that seems to associate it with like a certain type of uh, masculinity or something but sometimes the people the forces that are like doing authoritarian stuff or a little I don't I don't know who they are <laughs> you know I don't know if it's like the guy with the hard hat, like drinking his beer, I don't know. That's I'm I, I'm more just doing. I'm doing a little devil's advocate. You know what I mean? I, I don't really know what I think, but do you know what I mean? Like it seems sometimes a little, or like even at the end they were talking about the future, and uh, how people could. Yeah, I like yeah the idea of res, uh, power as responsibility versus uh, dominance, and then also talking about. Um, people being more aware of what, like she says at the end, like more aware of what they put in their bodies and she's like, people do like, 
yoga and stuff and and but I started to think like that was also like I don't know we're talking about like the jujitsu fighter like doing or I don't know like I think there's like a lot of ways but I think it was that's more uh represents yeah right here distinguishing between power for oneself and power over others um that sometimes seems like a a thing that like a lot of men are trying to do now. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like her ideas would be well received by a lot of people right now. Yeah. Like yeah. even in liberals seem like they would like her ideas. Yeah. But it seems like the mainstream view of history is strongly it's like her opposite because do you know that book sapiens no i don't know that book oh it's this really popular history book it was recommended by barack obama mark zuckerberg oh and bill gates (laughs) and in that book In that book, it says that history started around 6,000 years ago with the Egyptians and Sumerians. Okay. And that at that point, people were already male-dominated and addicted to war. Yeah. So... Right. But you were talking about how... Just not being sure, like, how people should act, I feel like. Like, yeah. what Eisler means by dominator and partnership. That is hard to figure out, I feel like. Because at first, when I learned these terms, it just seems like I would want to be more partnership all the time. Yeah. But it's just hard to know how to do that. Yeah. And and it's like, I feel like it's impossible just if we've really been immersed in dominator society for thousands of years, it's going to take like a lot of thinking to figure out how to act in the way people used to act. Right, 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 right. But, I, yeah. But she starts with like certain things like she talks about how gender equality is really important because it starts once you're born in your family like you can start being sexist towards your sister or something right and then she talks about how we need to acknowledge that everyone's traumatized yeah and work on that too yeah and then how we treat our children Yeah, she's good about doing a rant and then uh, showing the other side, kind of. She does that in surprising ways, um, like like she did with the Jesus stuff. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, there was ideas, too, about, like... The, well, I guess, I guess, like, with the um, idea behind some of, like... Um, reading, uh, 
medieval knight stories um, is like that's kind of relevant seems relevant to like the horses because around that time half the people had or like just some people had horses and then um, some a lot of people didn't so then like the people who had horses and were just like running around terrorizing people or I don't know I guess like some kind of idea of like a noble way to move but like harnessing your abilities to be strong and stuff I don't know I don't know I don't know I, I maybe I think because sometimes I yeah I, I I don't like how I sometimes I'll just flip out about stuff or just act really I don't know sometimes I hate how I how I um act to people or sometimes some or and, and then after the fact I'll look back and then I'm just like I need to like do a lot of things to like get all my energy out of me because it's usually when I'm like feeling bad about myself or scared and like I project stuff you know what I mean um so like Sometimes I think it's like more healthy because she talks a lot about like what is destructive and what is healthy. And you're, you talk, you're, that's, yeah, you're you a lot about that too. Like looking really clearly at like what has tangible, like measurable effects on like my well-being. And sometimes I think like I need to like think of myself as like a, a dog or something. Just like run around and like get tired of myself out <laughs> and read about, you know. So then like when I see other people, I'm like calm and like good about good with myself you know yeah yeah but I don't you know you can also do all that like express power in partnership ways yeah like people back then hunted and that seems like a really good outlet and some people might think like hunting is a dominator activity but I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think Rian Eisler would argue that. Yeah. And then one thing she talked about was was a kind of sport that people used to have in Minoan Creek where guys and girls would like flip over balls by oh, yeah. holding onto their horns and like flipping over. Yeah, and they both did it mm-hmm. together. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, or this probably was pretty fulfilling. <laughs> For sure. I was just thinking, just thinking about MMA. Oh yeah. And like, I don't know if they would have MMA in partnership societies, but they might because it's such a intense thing where, like, trying to optimize everything. For this 15 or 25 minute fight yeah I feel like they could have those in partnership societies yeah 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 I I think the only yeah one of the only times I like almost started crying watching a sporting event was when I was with Jordan actually about a year ago and we were watching a fight and it was this uh, this dude just upset this dude but after they were like hugging and he was like talking, I don't even know. It, he like had his whole family and like it just made me like tear up. It was like really yeah. beautiful. Yeah, Jordan told me about that. Oh dang. Or I don't know if he told me 
Oh yeah, I don't know if you I don't know if you saw me, I probably covered my face. I was like, damn, damn, sick. <laughs> um You ever tried uh-huh. It was just this thing to interview with a, I don't know if he was a trainer or a nutritionist who works for this MMA fighter, Sean O'Malley. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and he was talking about how he was doing, like, all these different tests, like testing his blood and his microbiome. Yeah. And two other things to, like, detoxify him and like optimize his microbiome it seemed really good yeah um is a microbiome that have you through your gut or yeah his his gut microbiome oh dang dang have you ever tried doing tests like that that might help your yeah I've been wanting to get like tests I get a test on what foods I'm allergic to and some other tests yeah I want to do that I liked your basketball piece by the way oh hell yeah yeah you were you seemed really good at basketball (laughs) well that's yeah I was literally just thinking that because I was thinking about um I was thinking about um um one part that I liked in Leaf Society when uh, you were talking about um, you were talking about like the effects of like the first time doing or or the first time Lee I think does uh, like an intimate like like Lee and Kay like kiss then like that has this effect on like his like inflammation and his like a relationship with his mom and or just relation like his fan just like around you know like just the need for like a type of uh um social intimacy um or social connection and like um i've been doing that i've been doing the thing where i play uh i've been playing basketball every week with a bunch of bunch of dudes on friday nights except not today because my I, I messed up my ankle but that's kind of a weird connection because you're talking about intimacy, but like just just being around other people and talking and like re- being in your body. I don't know. This shit makes me like less crazy, you know. So I've been, I've been back at it, playing. But also the other thing that was a big epiphany to me too, because like sometimes I just get I get really I'll get, I'll make myself get really isolated and then like I'll be all clenched up and I think that's probably what led to a lot of like really bad inflammation stuff in the past of being like too like. I don't even know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I missed having some kind of sport. Yeah. Group activity. Yeah. And like I missed it a lot. What did like, you did you do stuff before? Growing up, I played sports with kids in the neighborhood. Yeah. And nice. I was in the marching band, which is like this, because we would practice. And the drums would weigh a lot, and we'd march. Yeah. It was a really bonding, too. Dang. But I'm not doing anything like that now. Yeah. I thought about wanting to do some combat thing, like jujitsu. Yeah. But it also seems like a big commitment. Yeah. But I, I know I would benefit from it. 
yeah, anything that puts you in your body and like, yeah. Um, but, um, uh-huh. it's my, all my, most of my exercise now is just I bike for 10 minutes twice a day. Oh, that's what's up. Um, yeah. Yeah, I got, I got, I got really hurt like a week ago and couldn't do anything for two weeks, but it made me read like an insane amount because I couldn't move my foot. But I got like really depressed and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because I was moving and sweating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like how you reference a lot of nonfiction and fuckboy. Yeah, dude. I mean, shit, it's just so crazy. It's so crazy. If I, if I think back on it, um, the few months before I started walking in 2014 and trying to walk, um, for three months, I was reading Taipei. And then that, like, your pros and that, I feel like really influenced my walk. Because you're always just like calmly looking at stuff and moving through space. And I feel like I was in like a robotic mode kind of where I just like woke up and just wanted to keep walking, keep walking. I felt like I was, I was reading that and I was reading this book by Paul Oster, the New York trilogy. And that one too, he's just like a detective. He's like the seeing eye. And anyway, um, and then... Yeah. Have you ever written a standalone piece just on the walking for three months? Yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been, um, yeah, I, I have this big document that I just keep shrinking every spring, and I was finally looking at it, and I, or I've been working on it, I finally, yeah, I finally got it, I shared it with some uh, somebody recently, but maybe it should just be a single piece. Yeah. Yeah, that might be the move. Yeah. Yeah, I should work on a single piece. I'm trying to do a lot of pieces like that, like just individual pieces. Um, Mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. What other pieces are you working on? You told me you you wrote a piece on a Zola. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just finished that piece, or I was just doing one more edit on it. Um, But that was... um, that was interesting because it was like, um, yeah, I, I, I finished that. So it was kind of think, yeah, that, that time was crazy. Like I like, I like books about like work and that, and, uh, that was about like the mine, the, the coal mines in like Northern France in like 1860 six so um um yeah and then i got yeah i'm trying to do i got a story i sent out recently um but but i think i have to kind of like lock myself in my house and like finish my next thing did you feel Go ahead. I heard about you talking about your next thing to Eileen. Oh yeah. It sounds like it's it's autobiographical. For sure, for sure. Um, 
Yeah, well, yeah, it's about a... Yeah, it's... Well, I'm thinking, like, stories of, like, a person who, like, types of, the type of story of, like, a person who, like, goes into a academic setting but feels kind of outside of it. And it's, like, trying to, is like, a writer. Or, like, academic novels that are kind of, like, you know? I'm thinking of stories like that. And I just so happen to have some experience. <laughs> That's perfect for that type of story. Yeah, that sounds really good. I like how autobiographical fuckboy is. Yeah. How autobiographical it seems. Like the first scene and a lot of the scenes. Yeah. Like, you just people wouldn't make stuff up like that. <laughs> because it's, it's like too ambiguous and mundane. <laughs> But then reading it in your book is really satisfying to me. Dang. Yeah. 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 I'm... I felt, by the way, I felt like you dealt with the Sam Pink article really well. Dang. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I did, but I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. In 2020, I also had two friends turn against another friend, like lashing out against him. Yeah. I feel like the pandemic and the lockdowns, like, probably contribute to stuff like that. For real, dude. I definitely think so. But then it seems so hard to like apologize or like take back any of it like normally if you like lash out against someone or me like i lash out against family and partners a lot then yeah. i apologize for it or something yeah but with this it doesn't it seems really hard to yeah Yeah, I've been, I I do that, <laughs> I do that to people too, and I, sometimes it's hard to apologize. Mm. Um, I was I was interested in you talking about period in your life when you didn't want to have power. <laughs> when was that? I feel like. I feel like ever since I ever since I um didn't graduate from <laughs> from college kind of um and probably that's like right when I started walking cuz I like messed something up or I don't know I wasn't I skipped something and then I couldn't continue going because it was too expensive and like my scholarship had ended. Mm -hmm. I feel like I went into a state of like, I don't know, idealizing like some type of like renunciation of stuff and I would just move to a new place and like live, I don't know, 
only work and just work until when I had until I until I could pay rent and then living worse you know like living worse and worse than live in the my van and not pay rent never have a mailing address running to a new thing to make you know what I mean like doing that and like thinking I was like better than everybody because I was doing that Mm. you know what I mean yeah that seems helpful though to like it's kind of like a fast from just ambition and just because everyone's trained to want to better their situation. Yeah. Especially, like, financially or, like, career-wise. Yeah. Having some period like that seems really helpful to, like, soften it a little. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think so. I think I'm thinking of one year, it was like 2015, when I was living in Oakland. I think it's just when you, if you're really doing it, or if you're like kind of just taking it on other people, kind of. Like I remember one year I lived, I was living with someone, and I would like literally work two jobs simultaneously for three months, and then like I felt I had enough backlogged money, and I quit both of them, and then work, and then like try to work on my book for three months, and then, and then like ran out and then started again but I think the whole time I was kind of like messing up my relationship because I was just being like I don't know stuff like that you know times like that is when I think of like some element of well I guess that's what she's saying too I guess it's like accountability or responsibility but thinking of yourself as someone yeah I don't know Relationships and stuff like that are like really hard to understand when you're in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then it just seems hard for anyone to know how to act. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Yeah. And then, like, part of her. Eisler's research it implies that we could look towards the partnership societies for models and people know like how they what their houses were like yeah and like some of what they did but we don't know like what their religion and values were like we know or they argue that it was a religion everyone had that worshipped nature yeah. we don't have like a bible for that like, right there's no text right except there's been there's like texts that people think are descended from that time like the validating right but that book is so short it's only 5,000 words okay and a lot of it is like about how to or some of it is about like politics it's just hard to like get right 
like people have to like think hard about how what we should do. <laughs> Those were my favorite parts. Was was Ryan Eisler's um, um, ideas about what the creativity um, was like in the partnership societies, or even I don't know. One thing I've been thinking of is, and even you've talked about like yeah getting out of like the ranking hierarchy or it's just uh i can't remember what the opposite of ranking was mm-hmm. um, linking linking exactly but like i just think of like the headspace i was in when i was like working on this book uh, on fuckboy and then like trying to get back into it but but with all these other ideas of like you know in my head now but one idea was like i think i was really like um kind of like thinking intuitively mystically and almost like mystically of like when it was time to speak but then also play like i was talking to sheila about that but like you have to be playing kind of when you're creating with the the writing or like yeah like when you're being creative like you have to instead of like linearly trying to execute the plan like kind of be playing Mm -hmm. and i think she said something like that about how they would be creative back then or I might have inferred that, but... Yeah, it would be really interesting to read novels from a society that had been partnership for like 6,000 years. Yeah. I, I feel like they could still focus on a lot of things, I feel like. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, how, how, is, how is your... Uh writing going in terms of next things? I have have a lot of different book ideas. Yeah. One of them could be, or a few of them could have stuff about the partnership dominator, because I wrote a whole essay just on that. Nice. Because in the Leaf Society in trip, I had like, 2,000 or 3,000 words combined and I had a lot of extra research so I wrote an essay just on that and it could be a chapter in a book either about healing myself or something about aliens and it's it's relevant to aliens because right now there's there's like two main views of aliens for people who believe there are aliens. Yeah. And one of them is that aliens are are hostile and that we need to like build space weapons. Right. And the other one argues that they're peaceful and that they couldn't have gotten to their level of development if they weren't peaceful and the partnership history like gives more evidence for that i think dang have you do you have an interest in aliens um i heard someone talking about how they thought aliens were um humans from the future Yeah, I've heard that. That that kind of makes sense. What do you think? 
I don't really, I don't really understand. I don't really, I think I have to see. Are there like videos and stuff? Of the actual aliens? Of people seeing aliens? <laughs> or UFO, or, or, or is it just, I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really, I don't really think about that. I don't really, under, yeah. Is it more conjectural? Or like, or like, I don't mean conjectural, I mean like, um, symbolic? I don't know, but the recent wave of, like, UFO interest started in, like, 2017 when the New York Times published some videos okay. by, by someone in the government showing UFOs, like, moving around. Dang. And... And there's this one guy, Stephen Greer. He meditates and summons aliens. And he says he's interacted with, like, tons of aliens. Dang. Yeah, I'm, I, that's crazy. I haven't really looked into that, but I like the idea of thinking about how to manage or how to conceptualize an alien force coming in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm curious if your next book set in. I'm curious. Say that again? What time period is your next novel set in? Um, it goes... I like this. You know, I was. I think actually, Kay says this in your novel about you got saying things to your friends makes you do them. Currently, the currently the time frame is spring to spring, twenty nineteen to twenty twenty, with a with a summer afterward. Nice. So that's like before the pandemic. It's like the be the beginning. The end is the the end is the is a little bit into it. Mm -hmm. Is that like right after fuckboy? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but um. Yeah, no, I like. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Sometimes, or like. Yeah, sometimes things seem to happen over in different ways. I feel like, or something will be happening and it feels like something that happened earlier. And I feel like, I mean, I'll, I'll write stuff about more recent stuff, but it just still seems too close or something. But yeah, it's weird. I'm, I'm like, yeah, it sort of, I almost feel like I'm, processing everything that happened more recently in an older time frame or something. I wonder how our views of how we write, yeah, differ or are similar or the intersection between, anyway, life and art. Mm -hmm. I feel like with my books, I've I've sort of like just wrote about the next period of my life with each book since like 
or with all my novels, man. Yeah. But you were saying that part of it is set in summer of 2021? No, no, summer, it goes into summer of 2020, but I feel like there's this thing where I'm thinking about things from that past year, but I'm writing about current or the year after feelings or something like that. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know. Or that often happens when, like, I think I'll, the, the frame will be, like, something around something that happened in a certain time, but then what it's actually about is, like, something now, you know? Mm -hmm. Or something. I don't know. Or, yeah. But, yeah. like, and then, but I think, I wonder if it's a little different. Like, I was looking at some of my favorite parts of, like, your conversations with your mom and Leave Society, and a lot of those made me so emotional when I read them before. I think, I mean, I was in an emotional state when I was reading them, but, but I, I didn't, yeah, it was, I guess I kind of write, some parts about my mom that's like that, or certain people, but it almost seemed to be like writing about people in a way that's loving or not just lo always loving, but perceptive and observant, but n not getting too caught up in like the symbolic element of like what you're saying about a boy's relationship with his mom or something like that or do you, are you I don't know I don't think I am I yeah. think I I try to focus on like just just looking at what really happened right using that as material right to try to help myself right 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 and, and then with my mom I knew she was gonna read it right and that makes it makes it something. Yeah, yeah, it makes it live and yeah. You want to look at yeah. Um, did you have I mean, a like your your parents? Or the parents of the narrator and Blackboy being in it. Yeah. And it was mostly through, like, phone, right? It was mostly through what? Phone conversations, like, oh, not yeah. in person. A lot of them were, especially with, with the dad. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, we share that. And there's another thing that we, our book shares, or... I mean, I obviously get a lot of influence from your books, but I hadn't read Leaf Society when I wrote it, but there's a, I thought it was funny, there's the same idea of the self-reproducing organism, where I talk about the mushroom, but then you, or yeah, I guess you talked about the mushroom before, <laughs> which I probably, but you also talk about the snail, the snail sometimes self-reproduces, you guys talk about that. <laughs> I like and then it. there was the autoimmune disease. For sure. Yeah, because mine had the the back pain one, and you had the itchiness. Yeah, exactly. Shedding skin and stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it's so funny, like, and then when I read Trip too, like, my friend had been telling, he'd given me Terrence McKenna, and uh, he always told me to read it. And then I think around the time when I saw you write something about it, then I read it. Or maybe I read it before, I don't know. But it was, it was an interesting mm -hmm. crossover. Um, did the skin shedding, did it like make you want to be alone and do stuff alone more? <laughs> For sure, dude, that's, yeah. Yeah, I still have, I still have, um, yeah, I have pictures from, yeah, it's funny, a lot of people go, like, a lot of people go, like, um, um, well, obviously, everything, every, 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 uh, encounter, every, every person he writes about is real, but the skin stuff is, like, a little heavy-handed on the symbolism, you know? But I think it's the it's actually kind of the opposite because some of the encounter a lot of the encounters are amalgamations of a lot of different things. Mm. But then the skin stuff is like just straight up, you know. <laughs> but it seems unbelievable. But but I just have pictures of my feet from when I got back from that Vermont job, and they look so crazy. It looks like I'm it looks like I'm wearing a Michelin suit. Um. But, um, but yeah, no, it made me want to be alone, yeah, and I thought of, yeah, I, th <laughs> I feel like I kind of left, left that book in that mode, which is why I like the self-reproducing idea, <laughs> but, yeah. but the world, yeah. And, and then and Eisler. One of the people she references, Maria Gambutas. Yeah. She talks about how the goddess is parthenogenetic, self-creating. Whoa. Based on all her research, like she studied all the Whoa. language. Because there was written language back then, she found, but it's not translated. But she concluded that this deity was self producing crazy in uh your book you say that the goddess was nature itself mm -hmm. yeah that's what, what all these people say yeah yeah which which i like you know i had that I, yeah yeah just i feel like if there was a church for for this i would go to it dang yeah just worshiping nature. Yeah. I feel like it's not like a lot of Christians could have just have a similar view. You think a lot of Christians could have a similarity? Yeah. I think so too. Just yeah. agree with like this worshiping nature, like worshiping everything. Like, yeah. Yeah, that comes back to the awe and wonder stuff. I swear yeah. to God, that really, yeah, I don't know. That's, that. I, just that idea has got, has stopped me from, like, spazzing out. Mm-hmm. 
What's your history with religion? Well, when I was really young, well, when I was really young and I was living in these communities with like people with disabilities and going to the Waldorf school that my mom taught at, there was like this kind of thing called the Christian community, which is like kind of like it was like part of that dude Rudolf Steiner's like whole vision. That you know about Rudolf Steiner? Not that much. Yeah. It's funny, Nicolette was getting really interested in Steiner and I was talking to her about him a little bit, even though she might know more than me, but he he was, yeah, he was contemporary, he was actually contemporaneous with Hitler, if you think about it. I felt like him and, I came up with the insight because it was a lot of stuff started around 1925 and then they got like persecuted during the World War II, but I almost think that they were two different reactions to what happened in World War One in Germany? Because Hitler was like trying to take out all like the, you know, all like the the gays and the the mentally challenged people, and Steiner was like coming up with these communities for them, and then like he like made all these advances in, in like biodynamic farming and stuff. But then there was also a thing called the Christian community, which was like just a a little, it was like a non, I don't know, it was, I guess it was kind of like a hippie church, but it was just always really small and not that many people there and kind of like European. And I would, we would go to those. And my, that's when my, my dad tried to be a priest for a while when he was for, and, and then he didn't, but um, yeah, so I kind of had that and I got confirmed in that and stuff, but then it went away, then I just, yeah kind of went away and then more recently I've been reading things like not in like a zealous way but just a curious way um, nice what about you? um growing up my parents weren't religious and I got a lot of negative views on religion from punk music Yeah. early on. Yeah. So I feel like that's what I had or carried with me through like college. Yeah. But then at some point, the atheist slash existentialist view it just seemed inaccurate to me like yeah some time around when I was using psychedelics more and and then since then I'm really interested in religion yeah and think it's really helpful and what people seem to have evolved for like hundreds of thousands of years having worshiping some higher thing yeah so i'm trying to figure out how to do that yeah i could see myself like becoming a christian yeah and just like yeah yeah 
it's interesting like my my parents or my mom is not so like vocally um you know like religious in a kind of like i don't know american christian way but then like there'll be certain moments when like like when people pass away like my mom my mom was like telling me like she told me like to like light a candle and like read the book of john aloud you know like stuff like that and then I'll, I'll, or like my little sister her partner is Jewish so she's converting to Judaism but then she'll say things like there's like a specific candle you get that you like burn all night yeah I don't know I don't know what my religion is but I like trying to be quiet and lighting candles and stuff you know <laughs> I go through a lot of candles mm -hmm. oh uh, sorry I just said I, I go through a lot of candles Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, you can come up with your own religion, like a variation of Christianity that's just your own. Yeah, and I... It seems like people do that, or people have to do that anyways. Like, not every Christian, like, has the same ideas on all these things. There's, like, too many things involved. Yeah. You ever try to read any books from the Bible? Yeah, I have the Bible. Jordan and Nicolette sent it to me. Nice. And I've been gradually reading it. Yeah. From the from the beginning or the the New Testament? From the beginning. Yeah. That was an interesting thing that Rianne Eisler said. Because every time I try to read from the beginning, I get stuck on Leviticus. Because it always, like, scared me. Because it always be like, if your skin is messed up, like, you, like, go fucking, go, go in the dungeon, like, don't come out. <laughs> you know? And I was like, I was all, like, breaking down. I was like, what the hell? Like, you know? Like, but then I, I also learned that in Rian Eisler, she said that that was, there was, like, three phases. And that was one that was fully added later. Isn't that interesting? All the rules and, like, cleanly. But that's, yeah, that's just the... That's the thing. Sometimes I think that a lot of those rules that so are so extreme, they were like extreme rules that made people live a certain way. And then the effect of those teachings made, resulted in them being here now. That would go against some of the ICER stuff, but that was, an, that was a counter idea I was having, you know? But I guess not, and some of those stories are so gnarly, I don't understand, yeah, I don't know if how, like, offering your two daughters would, like, to, like, the mob would, like, make you more evolutionarily viable, but general stuff about family and chastity and yeah. stuff like that, right? Yeah, or, or the more dominator parts could be viewed as, like, in my view of it, just part of the tantrum that, like, <laughs> Jesus and others later, like, are apologizing and saying, like, that's not right. Right, 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 right. I don't know. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, that would be, that, the day that you, you, uh, write some things about some books from the Bible, that, 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 I'd, I'd, I'd want to read those. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'll have a lot of thoughts after reading it. Yeah. Um, 
We went over uh, our hour rule. What were you saying? I said we went over our hour rule. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say like I'm feeling kind of talked down. Yeah, me too. I think that was, I think that was really good, or like, I don't know, I, I'm really glad we got to talk, man, it was like, been a long time coming, and obviously, you know, I admire your work for a long time, and it's just sick to hear your voice and talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we talked about so many things, I enjoyed that. Hell yeah. Thanks for having me on.